A lot of information released today. So joining us to break down the provincial and federal government announcements is Richard Zussman, Global VC chief online journalist. He's based in Victoria. Richard, thanks so much. Jill, my pleasure as always. Thanks uh, we, for having me. We, we were just talking with a UBC professor who uh, is an expert when it comes to mathematical models. So he was able to walk us through uh, some of the numbers that were released on the pandemic modeling today. Uh, but I thought it was very interesting uh, looking at the best case scenarios and worst case scenarios and that reminder uh, that these numbers are not, pre- these are not, you know, this will happen. It's this could happen depending on what we do. Right, exactly. And that's been the message all along here in British Columbia and from the federal government as well. Every single decision we make matters to the impacts of COVID-19. You know, saying that is just staggering in a sense that we're all in this together. We all have a part to play here. And even if we do everything that we're asked to do, there still will be a lot of people who will die in Canada and British Columbia because of this virus. So, you know, you've gone through the numbers, I know. You know, but it is a little bit staggering to look at in the best case scenario, Canada's looking at anywhere between 11,000 and 22,000 deaths over the course of this pandemic. And, you know, where we fall in that range or if it goes higher is up to people ensuring that they're following the physical distancing rules, especially this weekend when, you know, you look outside and you can see the gorgeous weather to try to remind people to stay home, to stay close to home, go outside and get a bit of fresh air, but but ensure those physical distancing guidelines stay in place. Uh, indeed, a very good advice. Uh, we're also going to be looking at, a bit later on in the show, we're going to look at the mental health money. So this was $5 million yeah. that was announced today. What exactly uh, do we know about that funding and what it will be used for? Yeah, so the money is used mainly for an online focus to sort of shift the way in which mental health supports are distributed to British Columbians. So this is enhancing virtual services. And a lot of it is to, to try to alleviate some of the strain that will go onto the system with more people having mental health concerns. You know, we've seen the seismic shift in our community, uh, in our day-to-day lives, and that is leading to uh, more cases of people having uh, issues with their mental health. And the province wants to ensure there are resources for British Columbians who feel uh, anxiety, who feel the pressure. You know, people are feeling new financial pressures they've never felt before because they may be out of work for the first time and the programs are starting up now, but they may not have that money. There are also other strains, obviously, with remaining home uh, for a large portion of people's days. So there are services. The province outlines them on the website as well as on the COVID-19 app that the BC government has provided, which if you don't have yet, I recommend to anyone listening that's very handy in terms of accessing the services the province has to offer. So it really is a shift to virtual. There are some supports for the most vulnerable. You know, we've seen a number of these steps in terms of those with serious mental health issues. There have been supports throughout this process, including working with the federal government to ensure a clean drug supply for drug users who are often dealing with mental health issues. Today was a little bit separate from that. It was really focused on this idea that everybody is in this. Everybody can be experiencing mental health issues, and the province is working with a number of providers to provide better access virtually for those services. All right. Uh, Good information there as well. Uh, We also found out about rent support, that people who have lost their income or are having trouble uh, making the rent, paying the rent, uh, they can now apply to get some help. 
Yeah, so we'll have more on this tonight. I'm working on a story tonight uh, for the 5 o'clock news, and there'll be uh, something on the news hour as well. And so it's now available. People who have been waiting for the temporary rental supplement, you can now apply. So the program will provide $300 per month for eligible households with no dependents. So it's a little bit of a change here. And $500 per month for eligible households with dependents, eligible roommates will each be able to apply for the supplement. So there's some more details there, a little bit more clarity. The money goes directly to the landlords and will be available for a retroactively April's rent, May and June 2020 rents. And so uh, people who have already paid April rent are still eligible to receive the rental supplement for this month. So important details for people, because as we know, Jill, there are so many renters in British Columbia, uh, many of them struggling to get by. Some have rent payments that are obviously far greater than the $500. So this will just go part of the way. And we're also hearing a lot from landlords who are struggling too, who aren't receiving checks from their tenants. And so this will help with the rental ecosystem that's so integral here. No supports detailed here in terms of business leases. There's been a lot of businesses asking for relief. This is solely focused on that renter's program that was already announced. And did you get any indication that there might be information coming for business leases? I think we are getting closer to that, Jill, and, and we've heard a lot of pressure. And you know, just look at the job loss numbers today, and it's staggering uh, what impact that will have on small businesses. You know, We know that small businesses, in some cases, are laying off all their staff. There's the support federally for the payroll, but I think we're getting to the point where there are further discussions going on around support from the province in terms of some sort of relief for commercial leases, but we're not there quite yet. All right. Uh, Good information, Richard. Thank you so much. Look forward to your reports tonight. Yeah, thanks, Jill. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Richard Zussman, Global BC Chief Online Journalist. Uh, He is based in Victoria. Uh, Speaking of the rent support, we are going to check in with the Vancouver Tenants Union. Uh, We've had them on the show uh, within the last couple of weeks uh, to talk a little bit more about the fact that they can now apply, people can now apply, and some more details. One of the big questions we were getting before when this was first announced was roommates, if it was per household or per roommate, if you have a roommate situation. And that was clarified today as well, that each roommate can apply individually for the rent subsidy doesn't have to be per household so we're going to talk about that after the news to the bottom of the hour Uh, then we're going to take your calls have you been able to pay your rent are you depending on the rent subsidy does it go far enough as Richard mentioned even for the people who are qualifying for the $500 subsidy it's uh, probably I can't imagine any scenario where that's going to cover all of your rent is it going to be enough to make up the difference if you are having trouble making ends meet. So we're going to talk about that. Also coming up on the program, we're going to check in with the mayor of Delta. He is calling for the closure of two big parks in that city. A lot of people, though, are saying, wait a minute, if you are trying to get out and socially distance, people need access to these wide open spaces. So isn't there some other solution we could go for or we could find other than closing down the only areas where people probably could be uh, able